This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. And honored to be part of The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. High Fivers, it's your boy, High Five Tom, and I've got my good friend here, Mr. Big Billy, getting big chilly here on the other side of the world. Actually, maybe just the other side of the country. Actually, not even really the other side of the country, considering I'm halfway through there, but uh, in another time zone. Will, how the fuck are you today, my friend? Right, long long time listeners will remember that uh, Tom has driven single shot from, from my front door, basically, to his front door. It is doable. Yeah. It's not recommended, but it is doable. Yeah, and that really only took us, I mean, probably total road time. I mean. Wasn't it like 18 hours or something like that? Something Six like that, yeah. Hours? Yeah, I mean, we stopped. You know, we got you know we got a place to, you know, we did get a room. Uh, Something got some food and stuff like that. Yeah, roughly about 60, because we, yeah, because Faith tested positive for COVID in your Walgreens. And it was still sunny out. So it was like 8 p.m. And then we just said, well, we can't fly back. So, and then we got home around 11 our time. So it's 27 hours. So I'd probably say 16 hours. It's not horrible. Still too much for me. However, Tom said my, my screen name tonight is Big Willie getting a bit chilly. Um, so as people are listening to this, I'm going to be in Vermont for potentially the last time of doing the penguin plunge with uh, my stepmom and the Franklin County freezers. Uh, Cause my dad and my stepmother coach the County special Olympics team. Uh, um, but she says again, that this is the last year that she's going to run it and do it. So, Next year, I'll probably have to find another team or put my own team together. So, who knows what's going to happen there? But, uh, yeah, as folks listen to this, I'm going to be getting primed to go run into Lake Dishamplain. Hmm. So, you're not going to keep I mean, it's been, it's Who knows if there's even, who knows if there's even going to be ice to cut out? I yeah. mean, it's, it hasn't been that cold, so. No, haven't you been in the 50s? It hasn't feel it hasn't felt like it's been that warm. Let me, let me pull up my my five day forecast here. But that's what we're looking at. I got I got forties at Saturday down in here in New Hampshire. So it's a little weather's a little different down here than it is up there. It's about four hours yeah. north. Yeah. Uh, but Saturday we're looking at fifty seven. Oh, 
Because you, you guys don't have any snow on the last times I, One of the last times I went up there was fucking cold. No. Uh, well, there's a little bit of like residual stuff, but there's been nothing like recent. Yeah, because was that last? Didn't you actually get turned around? Was that last year or two years ago? Like it was too cold or it was too snowy and you didn't actually make it up there? Oh, yeah. The weather, the weather was horrible. So they, most of the people didn't make the trip like my stepsister and her husband made it like one exit and turned around and like no like this is just not i was supposed to you know have a gangbusters weekend was going to do the plunge go to a wrestling show after there was going to be all sorts of shenanigans going on and then uh we just ended up hanging out at home yeah because we went three hours north by us to go see uh my good friend mr tommy trainwreck's uh we love wrestling cheap plug um, and there's, yeah, there's three hours north, so that's roughly about the same latitude as where you guys are at, and, uh, or that, you know, the um, lake, um, I'm not even trying to pronounce it, like you said, but, um, and they had, yeah, no snow in the UP in February, which is, which is bad for I, them, I, because there's no snowmobile business. During the summer, the place explodes, yeah. it's all, and, uh, they have nothing. Yeah, so. I, I, I very much so share the sentiment of uh, a pants of Kevin. And I talked about, about the with the owner of the comic book shop I go to. How it's like it's it was a real bummer to get around to like Christmas time and you're trying to get into it with like the music and the movies and the decoration, but like you look outside and it's sixty degrees out. It doesn't feel like Christmas. Yeah. So and, uh, you know, I'm not going to complain about the mild weather, but it's just, you know, coming from a farming community, it's like, yeah, that's not good for for vegetables come the summer, you know, and the farmers and everything. So, you know, but we've gotten a solid, I mean, we've gotten a lot of moisture. Um, we got a lot of rain this winter, so hopefully that's in the ground, but we shall see, Will. We shall see. Um, but we will continue with what's going on a little bit after we're going to try something different here this week. And no, this isn't just to fuck with Brundon, um, you know, to put the questions of dishonor after TV, but uh, you know, sometimes the, the people just want to listen to our, to our reviews. Uh, so we're going to actually try and do that first. Will, because we have some TV to watch this week. Kind of. Did yeah. we? Yeah. It was ring of honor TV episode one twenty. Five. I don't know what's the one. Oh. What was that? It's me railing on my horn, Tom. Because oh. it's road rage. Oh. Uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, original air date February 8th, 2014. Um, I mean, obviously, it's, uh, 100 is a big deal, but 125, isn't that like a thing? You'd think it would be, but the way they chop up their episodes. Yeah. Um, well, there mean, is even, even, the la- even the 100th episode was a little, eh, right? Wasn't it just a clip show? Yeah. Um, yeah, because, I mean, I was just wondering, because, I mean, um, America's going to be uh, 250 in two years. So I don't know if there's going to be like a big celebration, I guess. Uh, the bicentennial was was a big deal, so with those fancy quarters and everything. So, remember, I rated my dad's 
bicentennial quarter collection to pay off my library fine, and I got busted. But huh. it's so have funny. You ever, have you ever had to totally replace a book to the library? No, I almost did when I was a kid, but somehow they find, found it, so I, I brought the quarters back. Um, no, why did they super really bad charge you? We'd have to buy another book, and depending on how easy to find a copy of the said book is, it could be a potential pain in the ass. Because <laughs> I had a copy of this book, The Deep. It's kind of along the, the Jaws vein uh, that I just never returned. I had that book for 30, 40 years, and I never returned it back to the Slinger Library. But, but will we I remember some- being in like the video. I remember being in like the video store. And hearing them call people, it's like this thing's like two months overdue. It's like they're not bringing that. They're not that tape's not coming back. No. No. But uh, but will we get we got some some, some TV here? Um, vroom vroom road rage. And, and if this is your first episode of Ring of Honor Revelry, um, obviously you can go back to last week's fantastic episode. Uh, with Nick on from uh, none of my friends like comics. Uh, thanks again, Nick, for coming on. Uh, and it was funny because he was actually probably better prepared than we were uh, with his notes. Um, and I know Will doesn't well, like because because Nick because Nick is a note taker. I'm just um, glad because I was a little bummed when like Grifo came on, and he, he kind of had like that road rage experience, right, where he watched the pay per view and then watched the matches again on the TV. So I'm really glad Nick got to see like an episode of TV and the pay-per-view. Yeah. Separate from each other. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes just watching these, you know, uh, as a, I mean, like you were talking about in, in pre-production, like I said, when you're watching them, you know, as solo, cause it was, um, I kind of watched that pay-per-view kind of in a rush. I didn't really tie my week out very well. Um, but I mean, this first match because it was the the curtain jerker for the show it was a curtain jerker for TV. Uh, but yeah, it was Adrenaline Rush versus Decade, and I mean, I, I enjoyed the match the first time, but I really liked the second time. Um, obviously, a very very interesting matchup. You've got ACH and Tadarius Thomas uh, versus BJ Whitmer and Jimmy Jacobs. You know, a very very interesting matchup. Um, and Will, I don't know if you know this or not, but Steve Carino still hates BJ Whitmer. I'm sure he does to this day. Yeah. And he's still harping on the fact, you know, he can, he can excuse Jimmy Jacobs for what he did because, you know, Jimmy Jacobs is Jimmy Jacobs, but uh, Whitmer duped everybody. Um, and there's no code of honor in the beginning of the match. Cause you know, Jacobs told ACH and Tadarius, they don't deserve a handshake. You got to earn that shit. Um, but yeah, really good, uh, really good match. Um, you know, and they're kind of harping on the no more, you know, no more soaring and scoring. Because uh, that guy's not there anymore, so I wonder when Eddie Edwards is going to come back to Ring of I do, Honor. I do appreciate, I, I do appreciate that that Steve Carino was not an Eddie Edwards fan, but he did, was a fan of the soaring and scoring. Yeah. Um, you know, it was fun to have Roddy on commentary for a couple minutes. Uh, you know, really giving some insight, really into the decade, and you know, the more and more I think about it, will I really like the concept and the name of the decade. It's actually a pretty creative stable name and like thing. 
Um, yeah, so there's, there's no there's no adherence to the code of honor, right? Because they haven't earned it, and they look at adrenaline rushes because they want a shot at Red Dragon. But and Roddy points out, it's like you know they want to be given this, like they haven't earned it yet. It's like how many great matches did I have before I got anything, any shots or anything? Karina was like countless, and he's like a lot of them were against me. Mm. Yeah. And Roddy in Korea was like, oh, I thought I was expecting you to kind of put it over more. And they're like, yeah, great match. Classic. And Roddy's like, oh, it matters. I knocked you out. And Korea was like, yep, you did. <laughs> no selling the shit out of it. And uh, Karina's still also, here. Also pointing out uh, Roddy taking pictures. Yeah. And he's like, oh, Roddy's a good cameraman. He's like, those other cameramen around the ring better be careful. Roddy's going to accuse him of stealing like his moves or something. Yeah. And uh, I, I do like they're kind of going with that gimmick, um, which came into play a little bit later on in this pay-per-view, which I'm sure we'll talk about next week. Uh, you know, it's it's still funny because Carino still thinks it's the 1960s Memphis uh, when Tadarius and ACH both go over the top rope. You know, that's not a disqualification. Um, you know, the match started off a little slow, but definitely picked up. Like, and I really love that Jimmy Jacobs speared it to Tadarius on the outside because Tadarius sold the living shit out of that thing because those two fucking flew. Um, but in Definitely the end, speared him through the ropes. Right, he did like the suicide dive through the ropes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then in the end, uh, they hit their uh, their fishing move, the all seeing eye, uh, getting a little spacey on there. So with uh, ACH in the front slam into the cutter thing. So I don't. Know, I really enjoyed this. Um, I had some additional notes on there and stuff like that. So I mean, you've got four. Well, I mean, three spectacular talents and and BJ Whitmer. Um, you know, it's, it's tough. We always talk about this, but can you separate the art from the artists, you know, with, with all this BJ Whitmer stuff going on now? So, but he, I mean, you know, we've seen him in some great matches, like in the watch longs and everything, but, uh, will anything additional into this match from last week for anyone that may have missed last week's episode? No, this was, it was good. The first time it was good. The second time, uh, I told Tom that I didn't watch this week's episode, but I did listen to it while I was driving around <laughs> doing my my grown-up errands of going to the comic book store. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's the decade's cool. Adrenaline Rush is cool. Can't go wrong. Yeah. Um, but then uh, a match that, you know, we've been, been looking forward to for a couple months. Um, you know, let's say we knew this is this is coming. I did not know the result. We get a quick review uh, of uh, the top prospect tournament, and we show where uh, you know Raymond Roll had destroyed uh, Congo, and then shit, I forgot who he beat in the second round. He beat uh, Corey Hollis. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Corey Hollis after. Corey Hollis and Mike Posey kind of split up, so there might be no more Alabama attitude. And then obviously, that's Hans- the way they—that's the way they made it sound because they said his former partner. So, yeah, for you know, if you're gonna, you know, they're they're trying to bolder bolster up the the tag team division, but then there's breaking teams up. So I don't know. We shall see. But then yeah, that Hanson beat up Cheeseburger. Uh, not much of a match there. And then Everett and Hanson was probably. You know, I would say probably the second best match of uh, you know, of the tournament. You know, Andrew Everett. So we'll see how much uh, you know, he keeps going here in Ring of Honor. Uh, but yeah, it leads us to uh 
the future war machine, obviously that's that's coming in here in the future. But after rewatching this, um, I was kind of kind of shocked. Both of their entrance music is kind of shitty. How dare you? Hanson's entrance theme is the one that uh, War Machine used. Maybe he just wasn't coming across. It seemed kind of like poppy to me. Maybe I missed something. Maybe I gotta rewatch it. Um, you know, and really that's one of those things that popped me. It's kind of like when uh, Kyle O'Reilly first came out to the the Dance Away song. It's like, oh, it's the Red Dragon song. So when Hanson first came out for the first round, I'm like, oh. I forgot that it was Hanson's song, and then when they became the tag team, that's okay. the song they used. Maybe, yeah, maybe I do got to re-listen. Um, I was going to say, because Raymond Rolls got you know ties to the to the hardcore scene, so it'd be kind of cool if like it, he just had integrity or something like that, you know, because he's from Cleveland. Um, but, you know, maybe I missed something. So, um, all in all, you know, we talked about this a little bit last week. Uh, you know, we couldn't talk too much, obviously, because Nick hadn't watched the tournament, but on all, the tournament itself was kind of, eh? Um, the, the gap between Roe and Hanson over everybody else was too much. Yeah. Like, Corey Hollis. Decent like, hand. Yeah. Like, but Everett those- was good. Like, Ever- Everett's match with Hanson was really good. I mean, you, you got to throw in cheeseburger somewhere, right? Because, you know, he's he's there for the long haul. Like, I didn't hate the cheeseburger bit. But Corey Hollis, like, if somebody else was in Corey Hollis's place that was maybe more of a, maybe a viable threat in the tournament, because, I mean, I didn't think Corey Hollis, like, Corey Hollis had no chance. Yeah. Against Ray Rowe. I mean, in Congo's, let's face it, Congo's a slob. I mean, he wasn't that impressive the the other times we've seen him either, so. Yeah, hopefully this is the last of him. So, I mean, you know, and let's say it's not that I've got beef with any, you know, quote-unquote larger wrestlers. I mean, you know, we're both big fans of Brian Malonis, uh, future top prospect uh, entrant. Um, you know, AC Baby, you know, Ace Romero was great, but Congo's just, I don't know. No. Um, but this match, I mean, you know, was great. You know, I, I really enjoyed it. I wish it was longer. You know, I know they had to do this for TV. Um, but I mean, these two, I mean, they showed out. I mean, they got a chance to do, you know, their moves. And like you brought up, uh, and I had mentioned it earlier in my notes, but and like you brought up last week, um, it's always awesome because I, I don't think Hanson had busted out that cartwheel in the other two matches, right? This is the first time we saw it. Maybe in the match against Everett, because Everett does a lot, did a lot of the flippy stuff too. Yeah, because he didn't really have time to do it against Cheeseburger. Because, but oh, cheat! That was that was game set and match. Poor Cheeseburger. Yeah, come back soon, buddy. Um, but yeah, and like I said, hand our role was super strong. Um, you know they did the dueling suplex spot. I always enjoy that. But you know that one time when uh, Roe hit the one arm suplex on Hanson was awesome. Uh, but yeah, we you know in the end. You know, and I really thought, you know, the way commentary was going, you know, I know you knew the result, but I, I thought Roll was going over, but uh, it's Hanson instead with that spin kick at Doom. Um, but we did get a code of honor, you know, so, and I'm, forget- oh, I'm sorry. I still can't believe it was actually called the spin kick of Doom. I forgot that that's what, like, 
the official name. Yeah. And we never really got, I mean, where do you think they're going with the Elgin thing? Like, yeah, he came in and destroyed Congo, but then he came out in this match and just clapped and then walked away. I mean, you know, I mean, right. is it just, uh, is it like a, the big man, like, I see you, like, you're two big, meaty men smacking me, and I am a big, meaty man who smacks me. They don't know what they're doing with Elgin, though. He's just kind of there. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, it was just weird. So, I mean, I mean, give me either of those versus Elgin either way. Um, but now, so I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, Hanson versus, in you know, and hopefully it's still Ciampa uh, with uh, the TV title at that point because that should be a great match. Um, yeah, because didn't so DIY. Oh, it was uh, so I guess DIY obviously DIY is back in WWE, but I guess they had a match against Dunn and Bate last week. Sign me up for that. Um. Yeah, so now we've got our 2014 uh, prospect. And then uh, this time, I'm not sure if this promo was made, the cut for the pay-per-view. Uh, there's a quick Briscoe's promo here. Uh, Jay talking on his previous gambling habit, but uh, you can listen to that Briscoe's promo right about... That they just put on. They certainly do. And Elgin gives some applause. And he begins to back up, back out of the aisleway. What was Michael Elgin thinking about? Will Rowe and Hanson shake hands and adhere to the code of honor? They had to have earned each other's respect. Absolutely. That was a hell of a war. Hanson, 2014, top prospect. Up next, it's Champa, Lethal, and Taven for the R. Yeah, great Briscoe's promos. Um, you know, it's uh, we always say, Will, you know, Mark Briscoe is a is a national treasure, and we miss Jay um, every day. But our main event, Will, was your favorite Jay Lethal versus my 2013 predicted breakout star versus Tomasa Champa. And then obviously we got a quick uh, review real quick of kind of how we got here. You know, and Matt Taven 
coming out to to shake Champa's hand, and uh, you know, I still love Silas and that whole bit. Um, but yeah, Matt Taven's coming out solo, Will. You know, but Truth and Scar- or, uh, Scarlet and Sleazy come out. Um, you know, and the truth comes out, and like we talked about last week, he's got he's got the bandana now. He's looking all serious, and you know, he always tells you know, um, you used to tell everyone to take your pants off. Now it's time to get your uh, take your ass to the back now. So it's all business, and you know, Taven's like, nah, I thank you for all you did, but you know, it's time for me to go on my own. But uh, you know, and this match started on fire, um, you know, and now Carino's taking over the ring uh, for Lethal. I just want to take a moment to say uh, congratulations. You know, wish she was on here briefly. Slizzy Sparks recently became yeah uh, the uh, Winnipeg Pro Wrestling uh, Women's Champion. So, congrats! Yeah, looking fucking yeah. She's she looks, looking, she looks like a million she, right. She's strong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's a uh, very yeah uh, very. Uh, yeah, looking svelte. I mean, jacked. very. Yeah, she's fucking jacked. Um, kind of definitely playing. Like she's, it. she's no slouch here in 2014. Like she still looks strong here, but like now when she's like, it's like full time wrestling time. Like gun yeah. show. You know, and they they've had. You know, we've talked about this, but I mean, she's had moments where she's been able to show that off. Um, hopefully, you know, this isn't the end of that story. Um, you know, maybe. Maybe, just maybe will maybe Silesia will make our women of honor tournament that your boy high five Tom here's gotta get his head out of his ass and start rocking and rolling. So I'm I'm not necessarily looking forward to more truth martini house of truth stuff. But it is gonna be a real bummer if we get around to like when they start kind of really forming that women of honor segment of the show if she's not there to be part of it. Yeah, because I think I could be wrong, but I think they crown their first women's champion within the next year, year and a half, maybe two years. I thought 2015 is what I heard, um, but I could be wrong. Because um, it was even because there was um, that other uh, the other hoopla hottie. I don't remember her name. It was Casey something. She came up for like one show. Yeah, like she trained wrestler, and we never got to see. So you could have a tag team and have Google Hobbies have like a tag match or something like a little something. Yeah, because if you're gonna bring in these talented people, why aren't you using Yeah, like I said, I um when I look, I don't think she she had much in-ring career after this. Um because I know her and Taven, I think Taven trained her IRL. Yes. Um, but because she's from your neck of the woods, obviously. Yeah, right? she's uh, correct. The the Massachusetts area. So. Um, oh, this makes me so mad. Uh oh. So I guess in fairness, they're they're treating it as two different belts. So out of curiosity, I looked up first Ring of Honor Women's Champion. It's which is recognized as Roxy. Oh, the first because the women of the women of honor world champ, the women of honor championship is treated as a second. It's a different belt. 
So the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship is what Mercedes Martinez, Deanna Perazzo, and Athena now carries. Anyways. Yeah, your we'll... Women of Honor World Champion, December 15th, 2017. So we had a couple really? of years. Really? 17. Huh, because I swear I thought the championship was around when I started. Who, who do you think the first champion was? Wasn't it Kelly Klein? She was the final champion and the champion with the most reigns, but she was not the first. Wasn't Sumi Sakai. It sure was. Was it? Okay. It was. I really like Kelly Klein. Yeah, this is pretty, I know I'm she pretty got excited. I, I've, we, we've seen her a little bit contemporary, but uh, Mayu Iwatani has, has a run with this belt too, so... Yeah, something to look forward to. Yeah, especially with all the news going on with uh, the Japanese women. So we'll see what exactly is going on. Um, you know, it'll it'll be interesting. So, uh, but real quick, will we've got we did have a match here uh, for the TV title. Um, a lot of fun three way action. Uh, no, this is not a pornography. Um, you know, obviously. Oh man. The- <laughs> uh, uh, truth is on the call, of course. Um, but we did get a book of truth appearance, you know, uh, the, the dreaded book of truth, but it appears it's not the, the weapon it used to be. Um, basically that distraction leads, uh, truth, the Taven, um, walking to a lumblor, um, you know, from Tomasa Ciampa after lethal been kind of eliminated, but, uh, we did get a quote of honor at the end, a tag contentious, um, you know, you know, and lethal reminds, you know, cause at one point, uh, the referee got knocked out and. Lethal, you know, and Champa or Lethal had Champa pinned, um, you know. So we shall see where we go with this. That was a, um, I didn't get to rewatch this. So I kind of got caught under, like, uh, Will had texted me earlier. I, I was stuck under Chico uh, for a little bit later, and work took me a little longer here. So, um, not the best review of a match, but Will, any uh, additional thoughts from what we talked about last week on this? Good match. Really well, match. It's a good match. This. this... This episode of T- I'm, I'm kind of putting, you know, or I'm getting a little ahead of it here, but if you didn't want to sit down and commit the entire, what was it, two and a half hours of Wrestling's Finest? Yeah. Like, this was a good episode to watch. Yeah. And if you wanted to get kind of like the flavor of what Ring of Honor is at this time, this would be a good thing to watch. Yeah. And we'll probably get, you know, another chunk of the paper. Well, we know for sure we're getting. How long was the main event? Main event was like 20 minutes or so, right? A little less. I looked at it. So we'll probably get another three match. Oh, the main. So probably oh, another the, three matches next week. We'll get oh, the main event of the pay-per-view. Yeah. So I'm imagine. Right. I mean, I'd imagine they're probably going to do all. Um. Yeah, because there's only th- there's only six matches total, so I'm sure they're probably gonna. Oh wait, no, I take that back because they didn't air. There's seven matches total because we had a uh, romantic touch versus Bennett too, but then we had Everett and Cedric, Kyle O'Reilly and Steen, and then the main event. So, and I know they said the main events on TV next week, 
So they yes. just mean they just mean skip romantic touch and, and Bennett all together. So, um, you know, and like I said, I mean, like you said earlier, I mean, all the in ring action uh, this week, you know, was great. You know, actually, I mean, that whole pay per view in ring was was awesome. So something about it. So after we recorded, and I know maybe even before we recorded, no, it was right after. I shared the picture, and when you look up this event, Paul London is featured as like a featured talent on the the DVD cover and the poster and stuff, but we didn't see Paul London, so I wonder if he was just there doing like a signing or whatever, like to coincide with the event, or if he was supposed to be on the card, or is this dark match material that the crowd got that uh, people at home did not? Yeah, I don't know. It'd be uh you think or, you know, put, shit just fall through. Yeah, I'm trying to think where Paul London would fit in this card. Yeah, maybe you just didn't make it, you know. Yeah. I guess we shall see, Will. We shall see. But, um, well, like, I mean, the gimmick of the show is, you know, like we always talk about, if this is your first episode of Ring of Honor TV, uh, would you keep watching? And, Will, um, you know, if you hadn't seen the pay-per-view, would this uh, would this tickle your fancy, as the kids like to say? Actually, I'm sure kids said that probably 60 fucking years ago. But Yeah, this was I'm, – I'm not – I don't mean to sound space. I just saw something about the match where we were supposed to have Paul London, but it didn't jump me to the section where it was supposed to be like what match was supposed to be. Ah, so the Andrew Everett and Cedric Alexander match was not originally supposed to be on the card. Oh, I wonder if they brought in. Well, shit. I mean, we were supposed to get. We were supposed to get Paul London, Roderick Strong. Oh. Oh. Well, hopefully we get this someday because Roderick's really good. But it was changed because Roderick had an injury during his match with AJ Styles. Okay. Interesting. See, we'll look and shit up, so... Well, you're the you're the research man. See, here, Google so. that should should I have done it ahead of time? Yeah, I could have, I could have, I could have come in. You know, if I actually took the two seconds to look that up ahead of time, and be like, you know, Tom, I I saw this, I was curious, and I looked it up. Oh, oh, oh. But that's not what you get when you you sign up to have me as your co-host. Yeah. No, this was good. Am I? I'm not as excited for as far as road rages go. This is a pretty good road rage. Am I excited for next week's? No, not terribly. But, you know, we, we're going to get through it. And then uh, Fighting February. Well, hopefully it's not Fighting February. And sorry, yeah, there's some shit going on at work. So keep looking at my phone. Sorry there, Will. Nothing bad. Hey, but. It's all right. You, you mean you can't even see me because my internet sucks, so. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think we've got three fun ne- matches for next week, so it'll be fun to rewatch and I will try and be better and uh 
you know, watching these a, a little more proactively. So, um, but yeah, all in all, good. T- I mean, you know, if this had been separate from the pay per view, I really would have enjoyed TV this week. So, not. I mean, besides the top prospect tournament, well, I mean, the Taven storyline. You know, actually, no, I take that back. Actually, even storyline wise, you know, we we get the decade. Um, you know, you kind of wonder what's next for ACH and Tadarius Thomas. Oh, one thing I did not mention um, on the on the rewatch or on the rewatch. So we were talking last week how Jacobs and Whitmer looked really good for a new team, uh, but they said that they've actually been teaming together off and on for ten years. So, right, uh, it makes sense. They have like that past. They they have that that established relationship where like BJ's like. Nigel, give give Jimmy Jacobs his job back. You know, friend for a friend. Yeah. Um, but um, well, I mean, before uh, we get to all of our questions in our in our weekly recap of our lives and everything, I just want to shout out all the great shows here on the Visionaries Global Media uh, Global Media Network. Uh, hopefully, there will be some new shows coming up here in the near future. Um, but let's see, yeah, obviously the boys over at Band from Ringside. Uh, and shout out to friend of Band from Ringside, good friend uh, of this show, uh, Tinder Mahal. Uh, Joey O'Farrell's running his new show or another show in, uh, down in St. Louis on March 24th. But uh, shout out to Bill, Zach, and JCB over at Band from Ringside. Um, no new Phoenix Splash pod kind, uh, podcast content this week, uh, but I have a feeling uh, with some rumblings, uh, there's going to be. Um, some new content from those guys, and uh, maybe uh, get together in the real life. Uh, Matt Adam and, or Matt Adam, Jesus, Matt Graham and this guy over at Good Cop Bad Cop. Uh, they're still rocking every week, and uh, the Mr. Western Wrestling Roundup. I do apologize to all the high fivers. Uh, was a complete shit show this week. Um, I tried something different, and it completely backfired, and it sounds like shit. Uh, so I do want to apologize to all the great promotions uh, that I was talking about. And also apologize to Tommy Trainwreck and the We Love Wrestling crew uh, as my intro or my music had drowned out uh, the review of that. I do apologize. Um, but yeah, and listen, all the great show. Hopefully we get some new shit from Brad, uh, Chad and Diesel here sometime soon. And, uh, you know, some of the other shows get rocking and rolling. Uh, but also make sure you enjoy all these shows here on the Shining Wizards Network. And we'll see everyone on the other side for some uh, great questions of dishonor and some uh typical bantering and stuff that Will and I usually do, so we'll see everyone on the other side. The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, 
listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at The Broadcast. That's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T. And you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly, available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums, then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. If you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest-running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is Radioactive Metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. One. All right, high fivers. Make sure you're enjoying all the great shows there on the Shining Wizards Network. Uh, your boy High Five Tom and your uh, your boy here, Big Willie, getting the big chili, are back uh, for all of your uh, listening needs. And let us know how you feel about us. Uh, you know, doing the the ring uh, the TV episode first uh, before uh, all the the normal banter that Will and I do um, per se. So. Um, yeah, Will, other than that, you know, besides watching some Ring of Honor TV and you're jumping in a frozen lake, I know you've had a rather lengthy uh, well, I, time I at hope, work. I, I, hope it's a, I hope it's a frozen lake. Like, as, as we said, weather-wise, I, uh, it might not be so chilly. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
might be busting out the lotion, you know, the floaties and, uh, you know, the, the old banana hammock. And, you know, maybe we'll, we'll go out, uh, go out for a swim. Um, what's the name of the town that it's in? So I'm going to be jumping in and Lake Champlain. So we that's in Burlington, Vermont. Oh, it's, okay. I thought you said it was a different lake. Okay. Burlington's that far north, huh? Oh, Lake Champlain. That's a big fucking lake, too. Yeah, it is where my dad's house is. Where my dad's house is an hour north from Burlington, so. <laughs> Just checking. The I got a haul coming up. It's a long drive with a whole lot of nothing to look at but trees. Well, the trees are pretty. Yeah, but when that's all you see for four hours. High of 48, low of 40 on Saturday, Will, in Burlington, Vermont. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. Cloudy. Looks like there was one year. Some moisture about 5 o'clock. So yeah, than that. This would have been. I've been doing it like every other year. So not the last time I went up, the time before that. It was really fucking cold it wasn't snowing it was just bitter windy that they cut out the square in the lake and you couldn't even run in with your group you had to like make like a line like have people like do a quick and it wasn't even like they didn't even go out that deep so it's like you do a little dip in that lake water it's like the shit's warm compared to just standing outside waiting to go in yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I think I think that was our first year doing this. Maybe I was it on the vine that year. Actually, no, that was pre-podcast. So okay. I did do a plunge where the weather was bad, like it was snowing, super shitty out, um, and that would have been. Year before last, yeah, and then the time I did that before, it was just like, like kill your cell phone battery, feel it through your winter jacket, and everything. Like it was just <laughs> brutal, brutally cold. And Brittany and her mom went up and watched with their grandfather. He's like, "Why are these idiots running to the lake?" <laughs> yeah, so. I'm surprised. I don't know. I don't mind cold, but cold water just, I don't know. I just, uh, like I said, the water, there's the traps. Like the first year I did it, uh, when I was in high school, it wasn't bad until it hit your chest. And then it's like, that's cold. But then once you're in it and you're like, I kind of want to see how far I could swim out. And like, cause they cut out like a big chunk of the ice. It's like, I want to see if I can swim out and touch the, not a great swimmer though, so that didn't happen. But I feel like they, like I said, the last time I actually went to the lake and did it, like they, it was only like it was barely knee deep how far out they cut. So it's like this isn't even like like doing anything for me. But said so next year there's a chance that my stepmom won't be running a team penguin plunge thing, so I might have to try to find another team to join. Or try to build my own team, which 
I'm not the most organized, so I don't know how <laughs> how well that will work out for me. But you know, you never know. But that way, I'd only have to go to Hampton Beach to uh to jump in instead of four hours north. Interesting. I've never. Yeah, and like I said, uh, you know, well, another plug here for for Stanley Idaho. But yeah, I mean, with Redfish Lake being a you know a glacier lake, it's never warm. Well, I should say never. I've been thrown in in September a couple times where it wasn't bad, but I mean, that that water's fucking cold all year round. I mean, you know, you only have thirty days that are cold. You know, don't dip below freezing. It's going to be cold, but. Yeah, but I mean, you see these kids just in there. I'm just like, man, I'm not a cold weather guy, a cold water guy. I'm not cold weather, cold water. You know, that's 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 my first world luxury that I have a tough time living without. Um, and that's why the first time I went to South America, I only showered like four times the whole trip. So, but it saved me from getting arrested for smoke or for smuggling coca leaves into the countries by accident. So, oh boy. Yeah. Moss so. fuck. The hamburglar, the cocoa leaf smuggler. Yeah. Yeah, I had a handful of cocoa. I mean, down there, I mean they have cocoa leaves everywhere. And I mean they're I mean they're good for you. Um obviously they're manufactured into cocaine, but that's like way early in the process. But yeah, I had a like a small handful in one of my jacket pockets that I forgot about, but yeah, they never found it. So it was a legitimate accident. I didn't even find that shit until like six months later. Have I have I told you about how I brought alcohol across and then back over the Canadian border and forgot? You're a bad seed, Will. So I took Brittany up. This was early on when we were dating. I took her up to see Alexis on fire for one of their farewell shows in Montreal. And there was a lot of learning from this trip, right? I didn't get money exchanged ahead of time mm. for when we were actually in Canada. Uh, this was pre you could just have a GPS on your phone or whatever. So we had the printed off map quest directions. Yeah. And we actually took a wrong turn and we we're trying to figure everything out. And Brittany got hit with a huge charge on our cell phone bill. She was trying to pull up a map on her phone and it was roaming. And then we finally got to Catherine street and we just parked. We were parked at like 50 and the venue was at like 500. <laughs> and again, this was like end of December. It was cold. Yeah. <laughs> that wind that wind was whipping. And I was wearing shorts and a sleeveless shirt. But uh, a lot of things I would have done differently. If I could go back and you know smack myself upside the head, you know, be smarter about some stuff. Yeah. But uh we were our the school we were getting our degree at, it was a dry campus. So our friend uh, wanted to get a bottle of, I don't even remember what kind of alcohol it was for another friend, but because it's a dry campus, you didn't want to have it sent to the school. Yeah. Obviously. Cause in the school, be like, Hey, you can't have alcohol shipped here. <laughs> so she had it shipped to me and I had it in like, and I had it in my car. I didn't even think about it. So we drove, went to the concert and whatever. We're coming back and I was kind of tired and I wasn't really like processing things well. And the guy at the booth was just not having it. I mean, it was like 2 a.m. We're like the only car, like 
trying to, you know, this guy's not having it. He asked me if I had anything to declare. And I said, yeah, I hate one-way roads. And he's like, sir, I'm going to search your car. And I'm like, yeah, no problem. I'll pop the trunk, whatever. And then it, I like, I had like that record scratch glass break moment where it's like, there is a box with alcohol in it in my back seat. Like it was, it was like an open, it wasn't just like a bottle. Like it was still in like the box with like the shipping label and everything. Like, you know, how it was sent to me, but I'm still like, if he, he's not going to find anything in the trauma, but if he looks in the back seat and sees that bottle of alcohol, I might be in big trouble. <laughs> I might be getting detained. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you didn't get arrested, Will. So, yeah. I accidentally brought alcohol across the Canadian border and then back again. That is hilarious. Well, the only so and the money thing, I felt bad because we stopped somewhere to get gas and I had cash that I never got converted. So I felt bad that I paid the gas station attendant with my American currency. Because he kinda of, he took it, but he made a face after. Mm. And I when I, I wanted to buy something at the, the venue and I asked the guy, Do you take USD? He goes, Well, are we in the United States or are we in Canada? It's like, do you want my fucking money or not? Like, if you say no, then you, you don't want to take the USD, then don't take the USD. I just won't buy something. Like, problem solved. Like, don't be a dick. Like, you know, I okay. felt bad for the guy who, you know, he could have easily said, I'm not accepting this US money. You got to pay me up now like with a debit card or something and I would have been in trouble like felt bad for that guy yeah who else I didn't feel bad for was we tr- we didn't print off directions to get back home from the venue so I said you know I'm just going to follow this main drag I'm going to hit a gas station and I'm either going to see a sign telling me where I want to go or I'm going to be able to ask the the attendant, like, hey, how do I get back? Or how do I get on the highway? So we we follow this route. Like, we go by the police station, whatever. You know, maybe the police station would have been a good place to stop and ask, right? Like, hey, you know, printed off directions to get here. Forgot to print off directions to get home. How do I get back to the States? Like, how do I get back on the highway to get back to the States? So I asked this kid at the gas station, and he's like, I don't drive, so I don't know, man. It's like, but you work at a gas station. Shouldn't you know like where the highway is, at least? So I came out, and I just happened to ask these two guys who were walking by. I just happened to be like, I'm like, could I bother you for some directions? And, you know, their French accent is like, oh, sure. Oui, oui. I'm like, I'm trying to get back. I'm trying to get back to the States and they're like, Oh, you're looking for like the, uh, the bridge that goes underneath the tunnel. I said, yes, that is what I'm looking for. Tom, I shit you not. We, we left this gas station parking lot when like up one more street, turned to right two rights after there, there it was. This gas station attendant couldn't tell me that. But these two friendly dudes, because not everybody's friendly. 
like I was trying to figure out the parking situation is where we parked on the street. I'm like, I'm reading the signs. I'm like, I can't tell because it looks like these meters are running, but we're outside. All right, Will. So the meters, you weren't sure if they were stopped or not, eh? It looked like they were still running, but. I mean, you don't want to risk this, something like, like that, you know? Posted I mean, times we were in a foreign country. No, definitely not. Yeah. Do they tow or do they boot there so, or just give you a ticket, you know? Oh, I would. I have no idea. No idea. But, I mean, that was probably, I mean, like I said, you know, should have got money converted. I shouldn't have been such a goddamn tourist, right? Should have had the right currency. Should have made sure to have directions printed off to and from. You know, we were we were a young couple following printed off map quest directions. Something was bound to go wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, Montreal's a good know, time. We should head up there together one of these days. It is, you know. We're we're on Catherine Street. Yeah, because Sunshine, you've been to Canada, right? She's intrigued. I can't remember if she's been to Canada. We have not been to Canada together yet. Because we always talked about taking a train across Canada one of these days. That'd be fun. Because, um, shit, I haven't been to Canada. It's been. I used to go up a lot when I was younger. Because if you go around the corner from my dad's house, you can see the lights flashing from the, uh, the booth. That's awesome. Like, not like you can see the booth, but, like, you can see kind of, like, off in the distance. You can kind of see, like, the flashing. Yeah. Because they, they've put in exits for, like, some of the smaller border towns further up. But it used to be, like, the exit from my dad's house, one more exit, Canadian border. I gave poor directions to my friend's dad bringing me home once, and we wound up at the border. <laughs> Whoops. Not one of my best moments. I'm not great with directions. So I knew a guy who used to, like, run stuff across, like, through the woods and the borders. I mean, do they even patrol, like, the woods or anything? Like, would it be that hard to just walk in there through the woods? No, because a lot of a lot of people would do that with boats. They they would go to more like a secluded spot dock and take the boat across the border. <coughs> hey, both seems to be I mean, hard. It's, it's it's definitely harder now because obviously they're watching the borders more now than they yeah they did thirty years ago. Yeah, because I think I mean, we used to go up. We used to go up like every weekend. We used to go to like St. John's. There's a Cantonese buffet we went to like every weekend. Yeah, I remember the first time I went to Canada, there's this place called Lake of the Woods just north of uh, Lake Superior. And I don't even think we, I mean, I think we just drove right up there. Like, I don't even think we went through. I mean, I think the only reason my dad knew we were in Canada uh, besides the fact he doesn't pay attention to speed limit signs with the um, the kilometers per hour, it was because we got pulled over about ten miles in for speeding. Um, Oops. Wonder, wonder where I got that from. So, sunshine, you've been to Canada, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We need to go back up there one of these days. So, 
I would love to go back. We, that's on our list is to take some time to like actually like go and like Explore. be in Montreal. Yeah, I spent a, a legendary night in Montreal, but um, yeah, a legendary night, eh? Well, sorry, they can't hear me on the The hamburger. Hmm. No, the hamburger was way before that. The hamburger was like '94. So I'm trying to move it so it stops making that noise. See if more airflow will help it not. Seems like it's doing it less. We'll see. So yeah, Canada is a great place. I've never actually gone to like just spend time in Canada. It's always like I've been to Montreal a couple times, but it's always been like for something. So it's like you go there and then you leave. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh. Like my first, like my first baseball game. That's a cool stadium to go. I was to, in so. kindergarten. I was in kindergarten. Bell Center, Montreal Expos, New York Yankees. Yeah, because the the one time I was in Montreal, it was, yeah, it was like a oh. Sunday night. It was oh, got home so late. <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh... Yeah, my buddy Jimmy just got divorced, so yeah, we went to Montreal for because he was living in well Lennox there in Western Mass. So yeah, that was the infamous che- out Western Mass. Yeah, it was the infamous cheese and uh, cheese drugs incident that he told at my wedding. <laughs> so funny, cheese so. drugs. Wait, didn't I tell? Have I not told this story in the podcast? I don't. I don't feel like I feel like I would remember cheese drugs, but. Okay, I'm also well, not a good co-host, so who knows? Okay, well, we'll uh, I'll put that in my notes. We'll talk about that next week. But uh, yeah, other than that, I just not just saying that because she's standing right here, you know, getting my cat's high or anything. But uh, had a good weekend with the with the wife. Um, actually, I don't, even, I don't even think I told you we were doing this, Will, but I I surprised her on Friday, so um, we went and saw Psycho in the movie theater. The original. Nice. How was your? That was your guys' first movie, right? Yep, that was our first date. So we were kind of joking. We uh, The first time we watched it was on a laptop. Uh, the second time we watched it was on a TV, and the third time was a big screen. Um, but, yeah, there's a nice old-timey theater uh, in Milwaukee here. Not The food's not as good as some of the theaters, uh, but it's called The Oriental. So when you guys come visit, we'll definitely take you there. Um, surprise for that. And then, uh, yeah, Saturday we went to – um, Pembine for for we love wrestling is you could hear the review on the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup, but uh, we just had a good time. You know, it was us. We took two of the wrestlers up there, and then we hung out afterwards and did a little bar hopping and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, just fifth and I just had a it was just a nice time, just kind of spend some time together. So we don't get forty eight hours like that. So yeah, color and has been pretty mellow. So I don't know. Uh, do you, uh, do you remember when that last issue of Deviants coming out? When the when the next one comes out? Yeah, I think it's the last one, isn't it? This is a four. It's a four book series, right? Thank you for that Thundercatch link, by the way. Um, it's a good question. I'm doing this the hard way, so it's it's going to be a nine part. It's a nine-part mini. Let's see. Number four comes out. Oh, it's nine parts? Nine parts. So, actually, Tom, next Wednesday, Deviant number four hits the shelves. I'm going to have to hit up a comic book shop in my 
my running around on Valentine's Day to try to snag a copy. Or I can do like what you do and be smart and have my local shop just get me a copy. Yeah, that's that. Uh, so, yeah, I'll have to go. I'm going to. I think a, so. It's a nine part series. No shit, huh? Yes, sir. Okay, because yeah, I found he carries that uh that Batman series that James Tynan. What's his James Tiernan? Tynan? Tiernan? And those guys do. I, I um, said, I said Tinian. I'd I'd have to go back and try to find something where this this is terrible because like I sent you the the little article about the Dracula series that he just did. So. Brad from Comic Book Couples Counseling did an interview with him. And I know he said the name, so I don't remember how. I don't think I say it right because most people are like, who? I'm like, oh, I thought that's how you said it. Because his website is Tiny Onion. Yeah. That's funny. When uh, Was that a recent episode of Comic Books Counseling? Oh, so that was a. I believe that was a Patreon episode. Oh, okay. Which, um, you, I mean, even, you know, I guess we'll, I'll plug it for $1. You get access to all the Patreon stuff. And they, it's been a little slower lately, but I mean, there was a while, especially towards the end of last year where they were like three episodes of bonus content a week, like just different interviews and stuff like that. I initially joined the Patreon because one of the things they talked about on their main show was how they were trying to fund a new couch. Yeah. Interesting. So. Okay. Well, um, I hate to cut this short, but uh, we will. I promise. Um, Brandon, obviously, we got your question. We'll get that next week. Um, but Rob, Eric, and SK, we will get your questions of dishonor uh, next week. I do apologize, just uh, kind of one of those days. But uh, while I'm speaking of SJ and uh, Mr. Nattering with the, I do want to shout out. Uh, they just did a new episode, and I believe from the description and what I saw on social media, it's top five best Canadian bands, right? Yeah, so Creed, Creed, Celine Dion, Justin Bieber, Creed. I put fucked up, fucked up, fucked up, fucked up, and small numbers. At least one of them has got to be Creed. I forgot. I forgot. I unironically like Creed. I forgot. Um, I forgot that uh, the fucking Beebs is Canadian. Jay Beebs. Interesting. Nickelback, another great Canadian band. Can't go wrong. Devin they Townsend. Were, they were on Roadrunner. Three Inches of Blood. Yeah, it's funny to hear all those Roadrunner bands talk about, uh, um, you know, getting that Nickelback rub. Because Nickelback funded Roadrunner for, like, years, so. Oh, yeah. That, that, I'm sure that made them ass loads of money. So, uh, but yeah, so shout out to uh, SJ and uh, Freed's, um, you know, for both former guests on the show and personal friends um, of Will and I, um, you know, hopefully get both of them back on here in some form or another. But uh, 
Yeah, Will, I uh, I don't mean to cut short on you, but, uh, you know, we will definitely get to the questions of dishonor uh, as we've got some more road rage next week. But, uh, Will, is there anything else you want to put over uh, before we pull this train into the proverbial station? As my cats are now, Chico, let your sister get high, too. Do your cats ever share catnip? Just, they have a couple catnip toys. We haven't done, like, just, like, the straight-up nip. Yeah, Chico's very territorial uh, about his catnip. They're they're partial to this one particular catnip toy. It's a banana, and there's three of them floating around the apartment because yeah. they all, they both they both love it, and they obviously can't share. So, yeah. Well, the usual stuff, you know. Thank to our our spouses for putting up with us, you know, and your. Your wonderful wife puts up the bill for the Zoom that we record on, so we don't have to record in 15-minute increments. Yeah, no more fuck you uh, Zoom breaks. It's kind of weird. Shining, Shining Wizards Network, Visionaries Global Media for having us. Uh, thanks to, you know, Brendan, the, the, the unofficial third man. Like you said, and thanks again to Nick for joining us last week. That was a lot of fun. I had yeah, a lot was of fun. Fun. I hope you had a lot of fun. Nick yeah. Nick had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a good time, so we should do some more shit, so hopefully we'll we'll be on there and make sure I've been checking out uh I haven't really dug into the back catalog yet, but I'm uh, got episode fifty eight in my queue uh next actually. Um so I should be rocking that out sometime in the next day or two. I, so. I, I was gonna put over his I was gonna put over his new episode, but it's only on the Patreon right now. It is not dropped in like uh Spotify feeds yeah. and whatnot. But you know, hey, shouts out to Kratzo. Maybe I got to get on that the SoundCloud gimmick to get the episode as soon as it drops because Kratzo had us all beat. SJ and I were both refreshing that Spotify thing, and I was at work because I'm like, if this isn't like come up like when I'm on break, she's gonna like I'm gonna win this race. Like I I put it out there, you know, like Ricky Bobby. If you're not first, you're last. Yeah, and then. There's Kratzo. It's like, God damn, there he is. The man, the myth, the legend. Our, the, our Austrian contingent. Yeah, and uh, Kratzo, we need to get you on the show here, pal. So, um, yeah, it'd be fun if we get Kratzo and Rob on like, the same episode. That'd be a lot of fun. I don't know how the fuck we'd figure it out time-wise, but we'd probably have to record like noon our time. But um, Kratzo, we'd love to have you on, my friend. You know, it'd be good to have you on. And Rob, you know, get your ass on here too. So, uh, but yeah, thanks to everybody. Um, all the high fivers, obviously, you know, you know, Brundon, SJ, Eric. I want to shout out my good friend Josh and Josh been listening pretty consistently, and he reminded me last week on how I fucked up and not mentioned the Hart Brothers. I'm still kicking myself for that one. Um, but yeah, and like I said, in Shining Wizards Network, Chad and Diesel, uh, Diesel and I get to hang out here soon in real life. Um, all of our former guests or future guests, uh, we got some fun shit lined up for you. But uh, yeah, I think we're gonna pull this train here into the proverbial station. Uh, but Will, I just want to take the time to to thank you. Um, not my best performance this week, sorry. It's been a weird day, but uh, I appreciate you uh, hanging in there with me, my friend. You know, Tom, I'm sure. You know, as your your third favorite co-host, I'm just glad that I get brought back on every week. Well, I mean, it's it's half your show, Will. So, um, and I, I do like this posting competition that uh, we're doing right now. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, and you know what, Tom, I gotta say, we, we've gotten better by we, you mean you, 
Right. I mean, you can't get better than perfection. So I know you're you're up there. I'm working towards that. Yeah, we yeah. do gotta get get that ring of honor. I mean, we had the, we had the profile um, on Facebook, but yeah, I think we need to get a group and uh, or something. I I keep meaning to do that, but I need to do it like on the laptop, and I don't usually actually bust out the laptop until we're recording. Yeah, <laughs> I could try to do it on my phone, but it'd be easier having like the facilities of the laptop and the phone as like a supplement instead of trying to do it all on the phone. Yeah, no, I'm I'm feeling you there, my friend. So, but yeah, I know Will, I appreciate you getting me through this week and uh, other previous weeks and everything. So, uh, you know, we got some bonus content coming up here in the next couple weeks. Um, yeah, you know, Will and I are going to be doing some expanding here, uh, some other content and shit like that. So, stay tuned for that. But uh, yeah, all high fivers. We'll talk to you next week. So, later, Will. See you. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale.